Hour two of the People Show. Vic Nazar, Brooke Ward today coming to you live from the Kintech studio. Kintech Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider. Supported by over 2,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at Kintech.net. A lot coming up still. We'll talk to uh, Tracy Sandler in the last segment. Final hour, 49ers beat writer. Check in on uh, some NFL training camps as we get ready for NFL season. Uh, But first, let's connect with Nick Ashbourne. Yahoo Sports senior writer. Nick, how's it going? Good. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I want to touch on uh, what's going on with the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, yesterday, uh, a low-scoring affair, but uh, you love to see the uh, bases loaded hit by pitch. Like That's my way of driving in some runs. <laughs> it's an unusual one, that's for sure. I think that it might be considered a little anticlimactic. But, you know, Kevin Biggio is going to take in that spot. The team has really struggled with bringing in runners all year long. So I think you take it wild pitch, hit by pitch, walk, however you can get on base and get someone in. A team that has, yeah, struggled to push runs across can really use it. And look, you can smile about it when you uh, actually come out with the win, though, too. But you mentioned it's like, they look, they had some struggles. They went like 2-26 and 26 runners in scoring position uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was, it was, it was struggles, but it... it not that I want to say like one play defines their season, but it was hard not to look at that and be like, look, it's just been one of those years for the Jays. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of bad luck has gone the other way. I think that this team, in terms of the quality of players, in terms of even some of the quality of production, has shown that it's an above-average lineup, and the runs just haven't come because in these situations, they've had they've just been unable to bring them in. And I think a lot of people are inclined to think that that means there's something wrong with the team. But all these guys are guys who've performed in big situations before, pretty much. It's not like they're running out a group of rookies. It's just one of those odd things that happens in baseball. So I'm sure it was a relief for the team to see, I don't know, the pendulum of luck swing the other way. Interesting, Nick, that this team is, what, 13, 14 games above 500 in that ballpark. Yet people are saying, hey, they're underachieving, as an example. Maybe for reasons like you just mentioned, too, driving in runs. But this is a team underachieving, yet well over the 500 mark in a playoff position and waiting for guys to hit on all cylinders. I assume that is the upside. Like, you're waiting for these guys to pick it up and get in. If that happens, how tough can Toronto be? Yeah, I mean, there are definitely guys on the team. You know, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is an easy example. George Springer. You know, you could even argue Matt Chapman kind of since his red-hot April. And and both the catchers as well, who are fantastic in 2022. Like, there are guys who have shown that they can perform at a much higher level than they've performed this year. And so you have a very strong pitching staff right now. You know, you've added to that bullpen uh, with Jordan Hicks and Eric Swanson as a preseason ad. The rotation, even though Alec Manoa has not worked out the way you'd want him to, you know, Yusei Kikuchi has been unbelievable. Barrios has sort of bounced back to his Minnesota Twins type of form. Chris Bassett's been good. Gosman's Gosman. So you've got this pitching staff that's the best pitching staff they've had in quite a few years. And you have this lineup that is composed of mainly the same guys that have been really, really good in the past. So it's not hard to envision a scenario where all these parts come together. But we're, you know, we're well over 100 games into the season. We're in midway through August, and it hasn't happened yet. Uh, you mentioned Kikuchi. He goes six yesterday, striking out seven. And like there, were, like 
look, last season there were struggles. This has been uh, such a dependable part of their rotation this year. Run support hasn't even been there, but uh, gets out uh, with the win yesterday. But what a big encouraging sign uh, that is for uh, the Blue Jays that how good he's been. Yeah, I mean, since sort of the All Star break, he's been unbelievable. Mm -hmm. He's been, you know, he's been impossible to score on. And I think a lot of that has to do with earlier in the season, he took a step forward. Like he was starting to control the ball. Last year, he was just walking guys all over the place. He was running up pitch counts, making it impossible for him to go deep into games. And so then he took that step of, okay, now he's throwing strikes. He's not walking people, but he's still, you know, laying the ball over the plate. And he was getting hit fairly hard at times. The results were improved, but it wasn't a huge step. And now recently he's starting to show some real command as well. Like he's not giving up home runs. He's not throwing those meatballs anymore. And when you see his swing and miss stuff and at the same time he's starting to command around the edges of the zone, he's a really, really dangerous pitcher. Can I ask you a little more about uh, Bichette too, who I understand could be back by the end of the week as well as uh, you may have already touched on. But what 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 is that obviously going to add to Toronto? I mean, it's going to be absolutely massive. At the trade deadline, they got Paul DeYoung with the idea of, you know, this guy, you know, he's no superstar, but he can hold down the position. He's not going to embarrass himself out there, and he'll kind of get you through the next couple of weeks while you wait for Bichette to come back. And, you know, DeYoung is a veteran. He's done some good things at the MLB level before, but he's been, he's been brutal with the Blue Jays. That's just the fact of the matter. Like, he just produced nothing at the plate. So they've had this gaping black hole in the lineup for the last two weeks. And you take that player out and you place him with one of the very best offensive shortstops in all of baseball. The gap between those two players is absolutely enormous. So I I think it's a major, major offensive upgrade. Obviously, you take a couple of defensive warts with Bichette, but, uh, you know, he's arguably been their best player for most of the year. And so he's someone who, when he's healthy, too, will play basically every day as well. So you can count on him as long as that knee holds up. Uh, you'll hear Blue Jays and uh, Phillies later today, by the way, on these airwaves. Once uh, myself and uh, Brooke are off the air, uh, game two of that series, again, first pitch four, uh, 4.07 uh, local time. Uh, but yesterday, Romano pitches and, and more health on the way for the Jays. You mentioned, obviously, Bichette. Uh, he'll do a rehab stint in Buffalo. Uh, rained out yesterday, but he'll get a chance uh, today. Uh, but uh, some, some more players on the way as far as health uh, could go well for the Jays right now, too. Yeah, that, that bullpen could get significantly better. You know, Trevor Richards is a guy who, what not so long ago, I think a lot of Blue Jays fans weren't awfully fond of him, but he's been so much better this year. Has a little bit of multi-inning juice, which is something not that many of the guys in the bullpen have. You know, his his changeup just misses so many bats. And then, you know, Chad Green's a bit of a wild card, and we haven't seen him with the Blue Jays yet. They signed him coming off Tommy John surgery. It's not really clear what you're going to get from him, but at the same time, he's someone who kind of in the years prior to this injury, had been one of the most reliable relievers in all of baseball. So you don't know for sure what he's going to be when he comes back, but he's definitely an interesting wild card to add to the mix. It's stretch run time for me, Nick, and for everyone, I'm sure, as you get down here to the uh, to mid-August and now get into the stretch run here. Here's a guy I need to pick it up. We talk about all the things going on with Toronto. They got Springer for, among other things, this reason. This team right now needs someone to grab him by the scruff of the neck and pull it all together. Would Springer be a guy you would point a finger at as saying, yes, he has to have a strong finish for the Jays to finish strong? How much of a difference can that guy's leadership make? 
I mean, he's quite literally, if you kind of look at the statistics, he's quite literally one of the greatest playoff performers the game has ever seen. Now, you know, there's a little bit of aspects associated with some of that with the Astros 2017 title. But even beyond that year, like he, you know, the sample's small. You never know for sure. It's kind of hard to pin down the concept of clutch. But he's a guy who not only has been there before, he has done it all before at an extremely high level. Now, you know, he did it more so in his sort of mid-late 20s, early 30s. He's getting up there in age. He doesn't quite seem like the guy he's been over the last couple of years this year. I don't know if he's going to be you know, the superstar for them, but he probably has more than he's shown so far. And he is a helpful presence for a team that you know most of this team has kind of come up together and they've made the playoffs and they haven't made their mark there yet. And having someone who's you know, such a respected figure and someone, like I said, who's done it all before and seen it all before in the playoffs uh, can't be anything but help. Uh, we were talking about the Jay-Z a couple of days ago, and it's hard not to look at like the, the schedule coming up, Cleveland, Washington, Colorado, Oakland, KC, all on deck here and, and a chance to start stringing some wins together and, and making this nice little push. But I do look at that Baltimore series, uh, Nick, and just wonder, it's like, just to see the levels of seriousness, we're going to see the Toronto Blue Jays, that three-game set in Baltimore, how that defines kind of what they are. I mean, yeah, they've struggled the Orioles all year. I don't think that means that they're necessarily in some massive tier below the Orioles. Mm-hmm. I think the Orioles have overachieved a little bit. The Blue Jays have underachieved a little bit. When you combine those two things together, you, you get a pretty sizable gap. And we're looking at seven and a half games in the standing. So the Orioles have clearly been the better team this year. But I don't think there's some you know, incredibly daunting opponent that the Blue Jays can't possibly deal with. And Whenever it comes to Baltimore, you still kind of look back at that rotation. And some of these guys have performed fairly well this year, but I don't think that they're on the same level as the Blue Jays. So I think if the Blue Jays are going to do some damage against the Orioles, you know, maybe even you know get a series win in Baltimore, get a sweep in Baltimore, it's probably going to come behind that advantage because right now Baltimore's lineup is looked more dangerous than the Blue Jays and their bullpen. You know, maybe that's a toss-up, but. If they're able to do something against Baltimore, I think that'll be a good thing for them to build momentum too, just because they had so much struggle with that team. And if they're able to get the monkey off their back with that a little bit, that can only be helpful. Mariners not going away, Nick. So will Toronto have to win their way in, or can they uh, back their way into this? I mean, it, the next little bit in the schedule is going to go a long way towards seeing what happens there, right? Like they do have this opportunity facing the Nationals, then the Rockies, then the Athletics then the Royals like it, it is it is quite the stretch to start piling up some wins and they might end up in a situation where early mid-September rolls around and they do have this sizable lead and a little bit of comfort but the Mariners have been really hot and uh, like you said they have not gone away this was a team that people thought might even sell at the deadline there was talks of you know Teoster Hernandez a former Blue Jays potentially being a big trade deadline bat and Instead, since then, you have to really credit how that team has come on. It started to look a little bit more like the team people expected it to be. And, yeah, I think the Blue Jays are going to have to do well to make the playoffs at this point. I think they'd still be the favorites. If you look at the the odds, the projections, they still have a couple games in hand. It's not like they have to be unbelievable to get there, but I don't think they can get there by being below average, that's for sure. Nick, uh, we would really appreciate it. Uh, we'll hopefully connect soon as uh, Jays continue to make this push uh, back end of the season. Oh, thanks for having me on. It's uh, Nick Ashbourne, senior writer over at Yahoo.
Covering the Jays, much more too. Forgot to ask him about yam fries. <laughs> Text inbox isn't too pleased. Well, you know, some like people in the inbox, here. you know, fifty talked for about sports for fifty minutes in the first hour, three minutes of yam fries, and we had takes on yam fries. We get heckled so business idea too. Crinkle ballpark food, fries. man. They treat the you know, they treat the media nice in in ballparks too. It's, oh, yeah. a, it's not a bad gig if you if you. Don't pay attention to the pay and the job security. It's not a bad gig being and, in radio. And, and sometimes uh, can't pay attention to the inbox because they're like, "Hey, move on, move on." You got to make the your, worst. You have to make your money in this business in the press box with free food. The and, compliment that's where you make your money. And the Christmas party, although not so much anymore. Yeah, but because as you're stumbling here, trying to job security and salaries <laughs> for a lot of people, and you're going, "Well, what?" Yeah, but if you can save ten bucks a day. Or twenty. Then sitting behind the glass, first yeah. radio job. He what knows, are you talking about? He knows, get yourself what are you talking into, about? Get yourself into the press box. And I was then, told Ferraris and caviar. Not yet. That's the players uh, and their agents. You get into the <laughs> press box. You get there's the dinner. Take some Tupperware. You take some home, and there's free. You're not you a Tupperware to guy to the press box. Uh, oh, have you? I've I've, uh, I've Tupperware before for things at the press box. Depends which press box. Sure, okay, okay. Because, uh, no, I will get my meal as an example, yeah, and yeah. if I didn't finish it, then I have But who to... walks around with Tupperware? Oh, no, you, you carry your your sports bag. You have that, or you have a, you know, you have a... I, I don't know how many times in my life I've considered, yeah. like, hey, yeah, planning ahead. laptop, yeah, planning water ahead. bottle. Well, that's why you've got my Tupperware. I'm a veteran Never. of the industry. I'm a veteran of the industry. That's why I'm telling you. But you take one thin Tupperware, like right. not a big, high, tall, you know, Tupperware, and uh, that'll when you don't finish your meal... Okay, instead of throwing it away, it's all the things you guys got to learn. The young kids in the industry growing up today, they got to learn this stuff because you can't afford dinner. Yeah, but people aren't like even like uh, again. I I don't carry a wallet anymore. I just have my like my five cards away. I yeah. go and, and it, well, at the game if it's free food, you don't need bags anymore. You don't need your car. oh yeah, you carry your bags. Five years from now, I don't know. How can you get carry your laptop with you if you're going to the game? You might have stuff back in the day, tape recorders, pens, pencils, things of this nature. You had to carry it with you. You had your, you had your bag with you and your Tupperware. <laughs> That's the uh, good Adam Sandler song uh, in, in one of his uh, specials where he's like, uh, cell phone, wallet, keys. It's like, oh, you just got to have those three things, cell phone, wallet, keys. Eventually, there's going to be Tupperware in there. Cell phone, it, wallet, keys, Tupperware. They should make uh, fold-out Tupperware then. That just, you know, it's collapsible, collapsible Tupperware. Collapse. Look, we have business ideas they're just pop, they, they're making, coming through today. They make collapsible uh, pails now, like that I saw for five bucks. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. This, and I thought, well, that's it. I'll try that. And it well, just there's collapsible right water up. bottles. I haven't seen snap that. Snap it out. And really? Like, you snap go. it out. Yeah. Anyway, there's the trick of the trade. When you're a young buck starting in the industry and you're not Tupperware. making many bucks, is that when you go have dinner, if you don't finish it, you take it home with you. Find a way. It doesn't have to be Tupperware. And now at least you save 10 or 20 bucks that you would have spent on food that day because you're at the game. And then just coffee and popcorn and stuff. It used to be in the old days. Canucks, though, they charge you for the meal now. So. Yeah. Uh, in the in the day, back in the 80s at the Coliseum, the good old days, uh, you, have you ever heard of Oli the Joke Guy? Worked with Brother Jake for years. Oli the Joke Guy worked with Brother Jake for years. His uh, father, Fritz, used to serve the meals at the Pacific Coliseum for the Canucks of the 1980s. Passed away recently, by the way. Uh, and uh, everybody knew Fritz. And so you'd go in and you'd buffet and you'd, it's free. You go back as many times as you want, et cetera, et cetera. It was the greatest thing as a 20-year-old in the industry with no money to go in there and have a buffet dinner while you covered the hockey game. It's the greatest thing ever. Not, Brilliant. Not to mention the beer they'd give you for free in the press room. Back in the day. That uh, was a day, man. I was, uh, you know, I, I do think of things that we, like, as a society got away with. I was on a flight recently. Yes. And, like, there's still the ashtrays in, in the 
armrests old, old and plane. bathroom door. There's still the asterisk. I'm looking at the sign that says no smoking, yeah. and there's still the asterisk. And also, at one point, it's like, nobody thought this was a bad idea. No. Nobody thought it's like, hey, we're on this. They thought it was a great idea. This contained flying tube. Yeah. Tube. tube. Yeah. And you know what we're going to do? It's an iron lung. Yeah, we're, we're, we're just going to. Yeah, well, that was. Uh, mix all the, it all up. All the smokers thought it was a great idea. Yeah. And I was, I'm was i a non-smoker, but yes, you would be on the airplanes and the. But, but like, we still haven't gotten rid of the ashtrays on no, the No, that's an old plane. Is, is it. Costs is it a lot of money to replace Too much that. work to just. Fill that in? Yeah. Even? Take, lock take it, it down? Out. That's a pretty old plane. New Peace of rest. mind. Just. But yeah, it used to be. You you would just reek of cigarette smoke when you got off an airplane. Didn't matter where you were sitting; it just circulated through. Everyone's puffing away. I don't recall any airplanes, you know, exploding due to the yeah, no, or catching on fire due to that. Uh, the Canuck Games at the Coliseum uh, back in the 1980s, ashtrays all over the place. You light them up, hmm. and so the guys would be up there in the really cool press box at the Coliseum. By the way, which overlooked the ice, it was all it was just like as a kid before I got in the media, you would be in the stands looking up, going wow, and it was all smoky, frankly. You're looking through the lights and all this smoke is rising in the building. How are their takes so good? They can't yes. see the ice. And uh, and you'd look up and think, that just looked really neat. And then you'd get in there and the guys were smoking. In the mid to late 80s, probably around 87, they said, okay, no more smoking. And boy, there was almost an uproar. People were all... You could, you could smoke on an elevator. People were smoking. There's no smoking sections in the restaurants. Yeah, that I remember, yeah. But you, there's your no smoking section, and right beside it is the smoking section. <laughs> it's just right... The, you could touch the person smoking. It made no sense whatsoever. The nightclubs. That's a scene in The Sopranos. Like, The oh. Sopranos is not that old of a movie no. or a show. No. But, it, like, we're talking, like, 23, 24 years ago. The but there's a scene in it. It's like oh, yeah. uh, the, uh, the therapist. I'm forgetting her name. Uh, Dr. Melfi, where she's just like, can you do... Can you, Smoke it or dart. Yeah. Do yeah. you mind... Not smoking? Yeah. Or, 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 or blowing it the other way. I Usually, back then, they'd be saying, would you mind smoking? Everyone here smoking. You're not. <laughs> would you please smoke? The nightclubs were the same things. Yeah. You would, re- especially like Richards on Richards used to be the nights. It was it was called Richards, and it was on Richards mm. Street back in the day, and it was split level. So if you were up in the top level, in particular, the smoke rises. It was just your eyes are watering by the end of the. But it was like the price you paid. It's an internal heat wave. The price you paid to take the flights and go to the hockey games and hit up the nightclubs. But uh, yep, no more. They might want to get around to changing those armrests though. In your I, I, I was stunned. Yeah, still lighters are not in cars either anymore. Obviously, yeah, little, but you just yeah. had the little push button. It was a cool little lighter to push button. It would uh, light up and glow. Joe and Smithers, uh, they have collapsible utensils now for hunting and hikers. Wow. See, I wouldn't. Are they? What are, what are they made out of? Are they plastic? Probably or something of that. Because nature. I hate, like my my body dislikes and rejects. The wooden spoons and forks. The sporks? The sporks they get. The wooden ones. Paper straws and sporks. Oh, paper straws are horrible. Paper straws. We've taken a step back. Especially because, like, the lid is plastic, the cup is plastic, everything else that I've received my meal is plastic. But, hey, we're going to draw the line on straws. You better drink it fast, because if you want that straw to last a couple hours, not so much. Here's my question. Like, I understand, like, help waste and all that sort of stuff. But here's now the thing I started doing. I, I grabbed two or three straws. Ah, oh, you're replacing. I, I'm just preparing. I know, That's but you smart. could replace. But now, but am I adding to the waste because I'm taking more straws? You are. Now you're so using like we're not solving the problem. You're... That's my favorite thing about going down to the states. Yeah, so I'm like ah, oh, plastic. plastic well, well I actually, they don't care at all. I don't want to. You know, uh, you could still buy 
you know, plastic straws yeah. and uh, plastic knives and forks, whatever. I actually, in the car now, right. how bad's this? I just keep a couple of plastic straws in the car. So if I ever get a drink, because I don't drink sure. a lot of soda anyway, but if I did and I needed a straw, uh, the plastic ones survive. And then I reuse it. But also I keep a knife in, or I keep a couple of forks in the car too, just in my glove box next to my ashtray. Uh, and, uh, because I don't like the wooden spoons, they just make my, give me the shivers for whatever, always have popsicle, possible sticks used to give me the shivers and the creeps. Anyway, so I don't like that. I don't Uh, like yams either. (laughs) Freddie text again. My straw is literally disintegrating as you guys talk about it. See, that happens. If you had two more. Real time. Yeah. If you had two more, you could change it and add to the, although they're recyclable. As long as you recycle them, you're not adding to the issue, but- yeah, go get a real straw. Just keep it with you and keep using your real straw. This or, one. Or Take the lid straw. off and finish the drink. Thank you. Don't use the straw. But like, <laughs> I need the lid. I might be driving. I might be doing something. It comes with the lid. Yeah. The society we live in now. It's just like. No. Really depleting the ozone lever. Uh, Otherwise, just get it. Take a straw. Reuse it. While we all drink out of paper straws, Beyonce and Taylor Swift are flying around on their private jets. Yeah. And they're not worried too much about exhaust fumes or they're smoking on that plane they want to smoke on that plane whatever they're smoking (laughs) they just smoke whatever you want on that plane that's your private plane do what you want uh i I do have a buddy though speaking of like the 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 cutlery things a buddy who hates uh okay you hate the wooden the wooden give me the shivers hates like regular cutlery why because and i i used to think it was like this is crazy but the sound Uh, it makes on a on a plate yeah I wouldn't cut that hard hates, then. But like, hey. He needs better technique. People around cutting, you. Exactly. He's cutting way too hard. No, yeah. no, but people around you might not be as responsible as you That's are. That's true. It's like, hey, you're a good driver. doesn't mean everyone else is. There's something I've never noticed ever in any restaurant ever, someone cutting so hard that I could hear but it. But it makes that sound, and that sound is like if it's fingernails on, on chalkboard. For him, even if it's a minute sound. He might pick that up. And I've, and seen, it, I've seen it happen, and just like the reaction, yeah. you're like, I get it. Like, and I you might it. not totally hear it. it. You might not hear it, though, and he hears it. So, Well, the thing is, it's, it's like uh, the old mattress line. It's like, I didn't think about mattresses until I needed to buy a mattress. And now you see mattresses all over the place. I, did, I never thought oh, about no. that. Now you've ruined me. But once you think about it and you hear it, you're like, oh, oh that's a really displeasing sound. I don't want to think about it. I can imagine it is. It's just uh, my ears are not that sensitive that I would pick that up. It's it's so funny when you look at the inbox sometimes. We're sitting here talking about the Jays, Red Wings, you know, and people are like, yeah, okay, cool, Red Wings are not that good. We talk about paper straws. Inbox is lit up right now. It is nonstop in the inbox. In a good way. Like we're not getting trashed. Yeah, no, no, no. Everyone's got paper straws take. This one. I use metal washable straws. Speaking of things you got to carry around with you all the time, I, I, I had someone mention this to me. A friend mentioned this to me too. Be like, oh, just just keep metal washable straws. I just deleted them from my phone. I was like, cool. I don't need to talk to you. Yeah, anymore. I don't want the metal straw either. Call from refuse. Caribou. You're more than welcome to text anytime. But I'm not care like I, metal washable straw. Metal straw. I don't want it. I, I'm not like Brooke. I'm not carrying on Tupperware. But I'm definitely not carrying around <laughs> metal washable straws anywhere. You understand the Tupperware ties into the media meal, and you don't no, want to waste. But like you're preparing to like step out of your house, be like, ah, oh. oh yeah, I'm like I eventually laptop yes. papers, pens, and Tupperware. I take a bag with me as an example to the uh, tote bag to the Lions games with notes and anything else I may need in there. It's pens, pencils, yada, yada, yada. And also, I, uh, uh, it's not Tupperware, actually, but it's a plastic bag, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> Ziploc, Ziploc yes. bag, because sometimes they'll, they'll serve you the meals and it's a little leaky. And if you don't finish it and you don't want to throw it away, now I'm like, well, I don't want the, all the leak in the bag, nor do I want to carry it out and walk home. So I put it in the Ziploc and yeah. now my life is much more pleasurable. <laughs> 
yeah, a lot of multiple uh, straw grabbers right now in the inbox. Uh, 656. Grass bigot straws, folks. <laughs> but um, bump, tip your waiters. All well, right. You should tip your waiters, by the way. Bick the other day. Oh. I don't want to go there, but I'll, Bick the other day almost didn't tip away. Tip your waiters. No, I did. Yeah, I sort of, almost. I'm, I'm kind of. I'm, I'm, I'm having a problem. I, I think like with, with everyone, you see these news stories, it's like <laughs> everywhere is a tip now. And now yeah. I'm usually pro, like I'm very pro tipping, right? I want to do 15, 20% all the time. But now I'm at the stage where it's like if, if, if we've agreed as a society that you have to tip everywhere, then I'm going to judge your performance now at a harsher scale. If, oh, like if, a Subway or a Starbucks or something. These are tough times. But I'm like... These are tough times when it's your usual 20% or 15 now. It's like, you know... Traditionally, I just blindly look 18%, boom. Yep. Congratulations. Times like, are tough for everyone, care. though. I don't right care. Now. Times are tough for the servers, so that's why they're... But also, times are tough for the the buyers, too, the but customers. But I'm, I'm happy to tip 25%. But now service. I may start deducting now. But because I think about everyone's it. asking for tips, yeah. now it's like, hey, if, if I go to a restaurant... Times are tough. Better earn the tip now. That better be great service, because times are yeah. tough. But I don't like it necessarily when you go even like it could be Starbucks or something. And when they hand you to tap, it says tip, right? Like yeah. you're, you're, you're embarrassing me into tip. You're pressuring me into tip. I'd rather make the tip than to have to all. Do you want 15? Do you want 20? Do you want 25? Do you want cash? And then you have to ask, where's the no tip? Excuse me, server. Where's the no tip button? And you don't want to. I mentioned earlier, if you're at Starbucks, make sure you get your coffee first before you ask where the no tip button is. <laughs> I think you can do your own math. All right, Vic Nazar and Brooke Ward, also Ben, running the show today, coming to you live from the Kintech studio. More on the way. I'll touch on the VC Lions. Also, uh, some thoughts coming to the inbox, too. We touched on it a bit earlier. We'll get into it more. Uh, teams you're excited to watch this year. Not necessarily the most improved or teams that you think will be great. Just who are you excited to watch this year in the NHL? We'll get into that on the other side. People Show, Sportsnet 650. Love when we can bring people together. Yeah. Who who have we brought together? The world hating on paper straws. Really? It's I spent the, right now in the inbox. I spent the break, by the way, going over to the coffee machine, and yeah. I brought my usual three empty cups with lids with me, <laughs> and I've loaded up on coffee uh, to take. I really should get one of the trays, but I didn't bring the tray today, so I'm gonna have to be careful with those. But it's, bring your Tupperware. It's free. Bring your I, Tupperware. I don't have Tupperware today. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, but I, 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 Brooke had to explain to me what levels of Tupperware he brings during the break. We're like, we're not talking like casserole level. No, it actually, hear the not, burp when you close the lid. It actually is not even Tupperware. No, I was just it's, saying that it's for small, yeah. But it's a Ziploc. <laughs> take a Ziploc bag with you in case there's something that you have, and then you want to take it with you and not waste it. And it's leaky. You know, people should do that everywhere. We are bringing people together. Just whenever you go during the day, 100%. take a Ziploc bag with you. You never know uh, what you might find. Speaking of just uh, stepping on the If you want there. coffee, you let me know. i got three of them right here, ready to go. Um, people couldn't see the hand signal I just did. I don't know why I did yeah. that. It was like stop. I was going to say, like, no one can see that. No, it was just no. like, I see you working. I was, no. I was doing I was doing my I see you working it thing, was, it but was, this is like the first time I've done a show with Brooke. Yeah. He wouldn't know what I'm trying the to do. last time. No, it was, a, I'm pretty sure it was the throat gesture <laughs> of like, and I hope it means stop rather than I'm, I'm going to kill you. So uh, I, I just had a Seinfeld moment though uh, in the uh, coffee area in the kitchen. So which, which character did you have a moment uh, of? Are you Kramer? A Jerry, a Jerry. You moment. Jerryed us. So okay. remember when he 
closes the front door on his neighbor, not Kramer. Like the the neighbor was like, "Oh, I live oh. here, but I don't have my key." Yeah, he's like, "Oh, you know, there's been a rash of robberies in the building. Can't let you in." And you didn't know the neighbor, yeah. so I can't let you in. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. And then the neighbor standing outside, Ben and I were in the kitchen, and and you know we have an open foyer. You can see outside to the the main lobby, all the way out to the street. Someone's ringing the doorbell, and Ben and I, or more me, because Ben was like, "I'm just here for a second, getting uh, yeah. uh, something from the vending machine." I was sitting there filling up the water. But, like, you can see the guy. He can see us. I'm like, I'm not going over there. I have three minutes to get back on air. Yeah. I don't know what you want. If it's yeah. a package, I don't have to sign. Do I have to go deliver it to someone? I don't want to talk to you. Did you I get just... the look? You got the look. Oh, we got so. the look. And I was like, I love that. I'm just, like, not walking 20 feet to go help this guy. And so I just had a sign phone moment. I'm like... And the, the doorbell is ringing. Yeah. It's going, like, ding, dong, ding, It's dong. still ringing. Like, I literally I... said, I was like, it couldn't be me. He doesn't know that I have two and a half minutes left in the break. I'm filling no. water, bro. I know. Well, I when I... a song. I got to get ready. So that person's still out there. Going, what the? Might be. I, uh, He's just looking, it's like waving. When I came in the building, I, I uh, led a young lady in who was there, and she said, I don't know anybody. I'm, I'm barely here. Mm-hmm. But uh, she said she it's her second day. She's working at uh, City, I mm-hmm. think. But uh, it's her second day, and she forgot her pass. And so I just said. Not a good sign. Yeah, okay, come on in. <laughs> so I just led her in the building. But she was like five feet tall and about 100 pounds, so it was kind of like, what, what could you really do in here? Uh, Grab a microphone. Yeah, exactly. Hot takes. Yeah, so I, I let her in because I thought, well, you know, every day here is closer to the last day I'm here, so sure, come on in. <laughs> you guys left that poor Jerry Seinfeld guy standing out there looking at you. Yeah, 650, 650. Can you guys talk about sports? So much fries and food talk. Yeah, well, you listen to the whole show. We 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 haven't not we haven't spent the whole show. We can. Bruv, it's, it's uh, not my show. It's but- August 16th. Should we discuss the neutral zone face-offs on the PK, strong side? You're going to listen to the podcast, and then you'll figure out that we talk, we've talked talked a lot of sports. We had a couple yeah. of guests on. We've talked sports. Then we got into yam fries and the fact that Bick, Bick don't tip. I tip. The I tip. band name, Bick don't tip. <laughs> I'll, I'll get into my fiasco later on in the show. If, if, if we're Why don't you do it now? We got worried that there's not enough sports con- content on the sports radio station. This person said, can you guys talk sports? Yeah. So much fries, food talk, et cetera, et cetera. Didn't sign it. Yeah. It's Halford and Bruff probably. Didn't sign it. <laughs> so I, I'd take your story right now. But it's not my show. Uh, this just one. Here. Uh, what's worse, paper straws or parchment-like toilet paper at fast food chains? Parchment-like toilet paper? Just mean thin? Yeah. Okay, like one half ply, ply single ply. ply, half ply. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a half ply guy. I, I, I'm going paper straws. I'm, I'm more affected by the paper straws yeah. thing. That's a more uh, consistent I, I'm not, issue. Yeah, I hold it until I get home. I, I'm not routinely hitting up. Uh, I'm not a fast uh, food chain. No. I'm not a yeah. I'm not yeah. a road trip restroom guy. Uh, sit down restroom guy. Shall no. we say there? How's that? How's your meal going now, folks? <laughs> no more yam fries. All right, so here's my story. Give me hit. I'll, me. I'll get into this. If you've seen the stream recently or the clips away post, I'm 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 heavily unshaven. Um, doesn't look bad. I know, but I, I don't like doing it. I, I look haggard at the best of times. You well, mentioned five pounds uh, heavier. Look in, five in, pounds heavier. An old thirty-seven. With the I beard. look forty-seven. Uh, so I ran out of shaving supplies. I usually like, do the full head. I'm, I'm bald, right? So I lean into the bit. People could be Googling you like nothing now if no, they no. don't know what you look like already. People though. text in all the time. Yeah, I, I, be... I embrace the jokes. No, no, That's they'll fine. be Googling. If they don't know, they'll be Googling. <laughs> you just say, okay, let's see what this guy looks like. Okay, keep going. So I ran out of supplies. Which are? Like razor, okay, shaving gel, cream, it's, whatever. That's going to make it tough. Yeah, but I, I, I ordered something online. I was like, new razor, let's do it. 
good one. But it hasn't, yeah, like a, a proper one. You're meant to do it for your head. It hasn't arrived. So I'm stuck with nothing. And look, so, so look, I'm, you I'm, look fine. I'm living in limbo. But you look I summary. No, I look fine. I get it. You look but vacation. I don't feel Bic. fine. You look big vacation. No, I'm like every minute of every day. I'm just like I hate this so much. Heat wave right now. Itchy? I don't do well Is it with itchies? it. It warms with it the itchy? heat wave and everything. It's I just I don't like heat in general. Really? I'm, I'm, I'm having a tough time because I think you look There's... better with the most <laughs> stuff you can have on your face. Frankly, cover everything up. You've never looked better when there's more stuff covering your face up. I have five barber shops next to my place. Barber shops. Yeah. Or the barbers. Okay. Okay. Like barber traditional shops. barbers or just people who cut hair? No, no. They, they, they label themselves as barbers. B- barber shops. Okay. Five of them within a nine-minute walk from my place. I went to one. I tried dropping in. Went to one. I need the hot shave, full shave. Too busy. Walk away to the next one. Too busy. Walk to the next one. Too busy. Walk to the next one. Too busy. That's a lot of work. I that went all five down. Yeah. in a heat wave. In a heat wave. Too busy. Well, that's How probably high is a, demand for barbers right now. When you get that, it's crazy. I've, I've never, be, I've never done that. I, I've never done a hot a, shave either. D- really? I've never done a hot oh, shave. Oh, you're going because you don't have your supplies, and I don't have okay. the supplies. I was like, hey, I'll go treat myself. I'm wondering, maybe it hot takes shave. a long time. The hot shave, and it's financially yes. not beneficial when they've got a lineup of people, and that hot shave is going to take a long time. And you have Suppose. no hair, so it's not going to, you know, like it wasn't going to take a long time. No, like I, the top I took beard. off the hat. I was like, yeah. hey, you don't have ten minutes. Like the top, you know, take just as long to cut my beard as it would the top of my head. Uh, but uh, I uh, I think the more you have to cover up your face, is much beneficial to everybody. Maybe that's they just thought you looked good. Didn't realize how difficult it was. But this again, this was to me the traditional old, and they're still around barber shop pole barbers, yeah. old school barbers who are who don't own a blow dryer. They don't have a pair of scissors. Well, they might have scissors, but they've just got the razor, like old school, the barber shop pole that spins around. There's still a few of those. Those guys would give you. I th- and I don't think that's where you were going. There's one that's got the little red, white, and blue yeah, twirling know, thing. The guy's got to be 80 in there, though. That's the thing. I want someone. Like I, I toured all these places. Yeah, they're too young. They're all 35 and under. No, they got to be oh, Floyd from uh, Andy Griffith's show. You toured these places? Did like the, I walked into each business. Did the walkthrough oh, wow. to, to, to ask if like, hey, you got a spot? And they kept and look, saying, I understand no. salons, barbers don't necessarily love walk-ins. It's tough. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to accommodate everyone. The, the demand was crazy last night, but. Does the straight razor not kind of scare you? It, that's why I've never gotten it done. I have like a natural fear over it. Yeah. But also. It'd be great. I, I, everyone you ever talk to, it's like, oh, it's such a great experience. You want someone so old, they look like Floyd from the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> you want two barber chairs in there and nobody's in there because it's such I, an old you're establishment. You're the old guy with the straight razor? Yes, nobody oh, goes. I'm taking, I'm taking a dude, yeah. like, I, again, I was saying earlier. Go I want a guy yeah. who's like, hey, I played pickleball at the YMCA. Hands are shaking. <laughs> it's like, I, I remember having to take out the ladder Go up to the hoop and like knock it out because we were playing with the basket. That's the guy. You'll find those guys. There are those guys around and there's never anybody in there. But that's what I need. Go to them. And they're the best. I'm going to dig yeah. it up. I'm going to dig it up. Hager now. I'm waiting for the shipment to come until Monday. Yeah. Apparently, there's like a. I did notice it this something. morning, though. When you said hi to me, I was like, oh. I know. It, yeah. It's got like some I'm f- scruff. I, I, I'm keeping it composed above the surface, but below, I'm like the duck, just like turning the legs. Like, I hate this right now. Well, just, why don't you just go get like, uh, like an electric razor? You just go. I've already spent the money. I don't want to spend more money for the same thing. Cheap boat. No. I'm an electric razor guy anyway. I'm not a shaving cream guy. It's too much hassle more than anything. Too cheap for that. But the electric razor, then you don't have to buy shaving cream. You don't have to do any of this stuff. And it's easy and it's simple. You get a closer shave with a razor, but I don't care. I I, I want simple. I like the act of doing it. If I'm back tomorrow, if somehow Riccio's not in, I bring my. This will be great. 
I'll bring my razor in. Share an electric razor. And I've never said this to a man before. And so you better write it on tape. I will shave you tomorrow. (laughs) Uh, Never said to a man before, but I will. (laughs) I will shave you if I had my razor. It'd be happening right now, ladies and gentlemen. So to that person who said we're talking about yams too much, are you happy now? Wait till tomorrow. Till now. We're off yams. We're going to shave Bick. We didn't plan this, but wait till tomorrow. Come back tomorrow. You don't know what you're going to see. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, I want to get into some stuff, though. Uh, halfway through the Lions season. Oh. Uh, getting ready for the riders on the road. They're doing okay. Those weekend. BC Lions are doing okay. Yeah, doing fantastic. Well, as we mentioned yesterday, though, uh, with Reach, um, it, it's very much a haves and haves not season uh, across the CFL. Thankfully, the Lions are in the haves group. And it's all just building towards, hey, what does it look like in the postseason? Getting ready for Winnipeg. That's that's what it's going to come down to. There's a game on, on October 6th, but still. You're coming down to the Western it's, Final it's, is it's, what you're it's, You're building about. towards, hey, getting ready to play Winnipeg. Yeah. Uh, the uh, You're right, by the way, you guys, yesterday. That the league is – there's a lot of bad teams. And then there's two or three really good – three or four really good teams. I, again, we're all suckers for an underdog story, right? But I don't see any of these underdogs this year. It's like, hey, someone's going to pop up a surprise. It's really going to be a surprise. There is not like a smooth gap between three to six. It is a cliff after four. But they're getting ready for the rider season, or for the riders game. But we're at the halfway mark. Yeah. Uh, you're looking at this thinking, who's standing out so far? through the halfway mark of the season. Like, like, what's defined the first bit of the season for you? Uh, well, Winnipeg is does not appear to be the dominant Bombers they were before, despite a 7-2 and two record. Mm-hmm. They're not as good as they were. And they're still a great team. But I don't think they're as dominant as they were. The Lions, uh, again, it's tough, huh? Because the, the rest of the West, between the Riders and Calgary and Edmonton, who are over the last 372 and a half games at home, I think, which is unbelievable how long it's been. The home drought for the Eskimo, it's like, it really is unbelievable. People overuse that word. It's, it's, it's applicable. I, I was in Edmonton uh, two weeks ago. Like, I can't believe it. And just asking people. Never mind like, they're like 0-9 oh, or whatever, but the fact that they haven't years. won in four years at Four home, years. At and there was very much like, oh, I don't, I would it's never want to go. four years? Yeah. Four years since the Yelks won a, a home game. A home game. Like a it's home like, game. That's staggering. It's not just yeah. like they're having a bad season. This and, has been four years and, of about half decade. And, and, and talking to you know m- muted sports fans, I wasn't with the diehards in Edmonton, but there's very much like, oh yeah, I'm not going to a game. They can't win. They can't win. They're terrible. It'd be one thing if they're perfect on the road and they come back and they're, hey, I, I might catch a, a win. <laughs> no, it's like th- this is not competitive. It's like all the guys on the field with Messi. It it is it's, actually it's not competitive. Yes, they're getting whooped. The Eskimos are MLS right now. They're zero nine. Twenty twenty two point lead at home. Yes, I yeah. get it. I, I get it. It was against Winnipeg. Yeah, but you still got a twenty two point lead at home. Finally, you you tease your fans, and then yeah, you know, uh, should be able to walk away. It's, it's not happening. By the way, once I have a team at zero and nine, I'll be at into the midway point in the eighteen game schedule. But once you're zero and nine, I'm like, I don't want you to be nine and nine. I want that bagel up there it. with eight. Yeah. yeah, while you're here, do the perfect season. Yeah, same as if you were nine and zero. Do the perfect season. You know, I want uh, nothing against Edmonton. I want to see somebody zero and eighteen. That'd be incredible. And the way they're going right now, 
Uh, the Lions, though, they have progressed, and Vernon Adams been. They've catered their offense to mm-hmm. Vernon Adams this year. They have the terrific receiving core. They've catered the offensive line to Vernon, uh, who came off the knee injury and looked terrific. Lions looked terrific in the first half in their win over the Stampeders on Saturday. It was it was pretty pedestrian second half. Stamps made some changes. Uh, in their schemes, and the Lions' offense never really caught up to it, but the uh, Lions' defense continues to be the big story. So you have this defense, despite giving up 50 the half century to Winnipeg, assuming that's a one-of. You're allowed a bad game. Defense is going to get you into that Western final against the same Winnipeg team, whether you're hosting it or not, and you hope that – that 50 was just a mirage that particular day. The receiving core, unbelievable. The defense has been incredible for the Lions. All these things, you got to keep Vernon Adams healthy. And uh, he's been banged up this year, and he's got a lot of company in the quarterback. Well, he's division. clicking at, uh, I want to say, 70%. Uh, last I looked, was uh, close to 70%. Per- 70, uh, very good. 71.4% completion ratio right now. Thrown for 1,800 yards. Missed a couple of games as well. Uh, had if you take away what is it six picks he threw in that one game mm-hmm. they count but he has nine interceptions on the year and he threw one on the weekend so other than other than the six picks he's been and they count but he's been much better and uh, and this the receiving core they're getting mileage they might have a five hundred or a thousand yard rusher in Taquan Mizell and he's missed a couple of games he was fairly quiet on the weekend but the receiving core. Dominic Rimes was not playing. He's been banged up in and out of the lineup this year. Even without Rimes, Keon Hatcher had a 170-yard game. All the weapons offensively, if the offensive line holds up, these guys will get open. Their kicking game's been terrific. Their defense has been outstanding. I mean, this looks like certainly... I hate to even say you're in the hunt for the Grey Cup. It sounds but silly, is, but you are. You are a Grey Cup, one of the Grey Cup favorites right now. They're one of the halves, right? Just going back to that, it's yep. like you're in that group of four. Yep. Uh, you'll be in that mix. But let me throw some uh, midseason awards by you, and I'll let you uh, stake a claim to uh, whoever you throw it down on. Uh, most outstanding. Uh, just for the Lions. We're just Sheesh. talking just for the Lions halfway through the season. When you're thinking of the 2023 uh, Lions season, you're like, hey, hey, this is the story of the, of the season for them. It's funny because I'm – I, I don't have Vernon necessarily on the list. I don't know. That's a tough one to choose because mm-hmm. you have 10 sacks sitting here for Matthew Batts, although he's been shut out, I think, three or maybe even four games in a row. I might have gone that direction. I tend to look offense for outstanding. Is it Vernon Adams? I don't know. It might be oh – man, it's going to be someone in the receiving core mm-hmm. for them right now. And Hatcher's mm, – I might have Hatcher in there if Rhymes – Rhymes might have something to say about that if he has a – if he Touchdowns comes back are there, right? And, and gets a big second half. But, uh, man, and there'll be plenty to disagree. I'd love people tell us in the inbox who they think their most outstanding player is. I get, I get you know, I'm, I guess I got – I'm going Vernon. But mm. he's got such weapons that I guess right now I'd say Vernon Adams, but I'm not slam dunking him. It's nice to be the QB because you, yeah, you know, because all the focus. You got any picks in there? Or are you just going with me? I'm I'm rolling with you. I'm rolling with you. Okay, I would um, go. I would go Vernon now, but there's still so I'm many also, games to play. I, I can't be unbiased about it because I've been on the Vernon Adams hype train uh, back in in uh, in Oregon. So it's just like I, I have so much stock in it. Yeah, that now I'm just like he's been really good. If he can get his flowers, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. He'd be really good. You take the six picks away. Yeah. <laughs> when I factor six picks in that one game in it, I'm going, okay. But at well, least I it's in it. one game. It's like, look, yeah. if, if you're going to struggle, 
Put it all oh, in one game. Just be horrible in that one game. It's only one loss. But otherwise, I'm going Vernon, I guess. But uh, Hatcher's been terrific, and Alexander Holland's been really good too. Not in my if uh, if Dominic Ryan's was healthy all season long, I'm wagering he might be so much higher in the standings when it comes to receiving yards and touchdowns. That so it's a it's tough to call right now. But since you asked me, yeah, okay, Vernon. I don't uh, think I lose with that vote. No. Um, I might not win. I don't know if I lose with it. If I threw like a most improved your way. Mm. I actually hate the most improved award that we do in sports. feels like a slight. Be like, hey, you weren't good before. Well, I mean, I throw, yeah, I know what you're saying though. But I throw I throw bets at you. But also I would throw Hollins in the mix, although he was mm-hmm. coming on last year. But for a guy who's taking another step this year, mm-hmm. there you go. How about that one? Who's we'll taking the it. biggest step this year? More positive. There we go. Yeah, uh, I see. Yeah, right, probably Holland's. My Zell is new, so the amount of things we've solved today. Yeah. My Zell is first year, but he's sitting. He's missed two games or at the midway point. He's looking at a potential thousand yard season, so I might look at him and go, "Ooh, he's standing out to me." But this is his first year, so I can't say who's taking the next step. I didn't necessarily expect him to be this effective, mm-hmm. though. And he was quiet on the weekend. Uh, we will. See. What else do you want to know? Uh, no, I'm good there. I'm good there. I just want to throw two by you. Okay. Um, and they went right by me. <laughs> I caught looking. Uh, Sunday, back at it uh, against the Riders. Uh, Four o'clock. Uh, 650, 650. Keep coming with your thoughts into the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. Actually, while I have you here for a moment, do want to again shout out to Pirate Pack Day uh, for White Spot. Make sure you're grabbing yours today. $2 uh, going to Zajac Ranch for children. Summer camp bringing you jo- brings joy to children and young adults uh, with serious medical conditions over the years. Staggering figure, uh, $889,000 has been raised for Zajac Ranch. Uh, again, hundreds of uh, young campers getting their summer experience. So you can do so today. Usually, again, it's uh, 10 and under, but we're extending White Spot, extending it for uh, all adults today. Uh, so grab it at your uh, 53 full-service White Spot location uh, back for the 11th year for White Spot, Pirate Pack Day. Good people. Hashtag Pirate Pack Day. The good people at White Spot. Make sure you uh, hashtag it with a, not P-A-C-K, it's P-A-K. The cool way. Yeah. P-A-K. I thought that uh, today would be a good day for some uh, parents to try the Pirate Pack. And then I realized, come on, if you got kids, even if you're playing fair, there's no way you haven't got a couple of, you got your two 10-year-old kids through the years, you haven't gotten a couple of pirate packs and kept one for yourself. So you probably, that's what I'd be doing. Mm-hmm. But I have my Tupperware with me. By the way, we get two things here, which I find funny. 20 minutes ago, someone says, you guys should have your own show. You're fantastic. And we were talking about potato chips or Tupperware or something. Uh, and then we get back to talking sports again, and some guys, I'd rather listen to your top 10 potato chips. Can't win. Yes, right there, and that came in like two minutes ago. It was like, oh, you're talking sports again. So between Can't. the sports and the potato chip crowd, yeah. it's tough to juggle on August the 16th. I Maybe that's say. why yam fries are created. It's like, hey, the potato crowd's not happy. Yeah. <laughs> Got to divert the attention to yams. Some guy, and the Tupperware people and the things people should be learning, t- the do's and don'ts today, frankly. The, I, I'm telling you, we've created like yeah. three business ideas. Yeah, yeah. Never use a, a collapsible re- Tupperware. Never use a sit-down restaurant when you're away from home. Yeah, things like that, big stuff like that. But if, uh, if someone wants to start crinkle cut yam fries and cut us the ten percent check when you're rich. That'd be nice. Wouldn't complain. That'd be nice. You can't please all the people. Haters gonna hate. But yeah, one yam fries. Oh, this is awful. Oh, this is great. Sports. That was actually my first day in the industry. Really, first day in the radio industry. Yam fries filed report. 
file the report, goes to the air, come back the next day, and the people are like calling to the radio station, small town radio station, Grand Prairie. Yeah, loved, loved you, it. loved you. Uh, no, oh, it was it was half loved, half hated. Welcome like, hey, to the industry. Who's the new guy? Sounds cool. This guy's terrible. Get never have him on again. And my boss, to his credit, was like, for the same reason, people are gonna love you and hate you. Any so, kind of reaction yeah. is good reaction. Yeah. It's funny. Spell the name right. When I was at uh, the last time at CKNW, been there two or three times or whatever. I've quit CKNW three times. I've been fired from Jaws before. I've actually quit CKNW three times, which is rather and, and there was nothing going wrong. I just left found, amicably. I found better opportunities. Yeah. Uh, but it was funny to think that it's top dog, and I keep quitting top dog. Uh, might explain a lot of things. But anyway, when Twitter first kind of came out, I was there, and they put big screen, like big 50-inch screen right in front of us, and all the tweets that would come in. Oh, that's too much. Yes. And so, and, and it's that. also brand new. Like, well, yeah, yeah. I don't know what's coming. We've never done this before. I'd learn very quickly how to unplug the television because you'd be on air and it'd just be, you're an idiot. Yeah. You should be run over by trucks. You should this, you, and, the, and they want you to read these things so you can keep up with what people are saying and use them on the air as we do now. But it was just people just hated it. it was such a hate on it. It was like, okay, I've got to unplug that. So times have changed. Now we just get the hate mail on a laptop. So it's smaller. It feels less... You know, yeah, the, hurtful. The, the the live Twitter feed I wouldn't be able to deal with. I, I can kind of see the notifications when people tweet us and uh, DM us. Big shout out to Christian who just sent us something during the break about paper straws. Uh, that sort of stuff I can keep up with. But if if I have Twitter oh, on a big live. screen, yeah. you suck. I, I would I would not be able to. Like, like I, I look, there's a Bills Colts game on NFL Network right now, and it, yeah. it's, it's on the uh, TVs here. I'm just like, oh, Josh Allen yeah. and this and. Anyway, big trying to focus on yam fries. Original Twitter was meaner, if you can believe it, than current Twitter. Hey, we're good on the people show. The people yeah. are very kind to us. Six fifty, yeah. six fifty. Well, I Keep think coming. I, I know I suck, so they can't say anything <laughs> to me that's gonna that really hurt me. If you're telling me the truth in the inbox, we're okay with it. Uh, <laughs> six fifty, six fifty. Keep coming in with the thoughts. One more hour to go. Uh, we'll touch on uh, again which teams you're excited to see in the NHL this year. A couple of thoughts already coming into that Dunbar Lumber text message inbox with three stores to serve you in Ladner on Bridge Street, Dunbar Lumber Express at Ladner Center, or Arbutus in Vancouver. Online DunbarLumber.com. People show on Sportsnet six fifty.